Welcome to the first ever Surf Office podcast. Today we've got Layla with us from Hanu. So to jump straight in, could you tell us a bit more about Hanu and exactly what you do there? Sure. So um, Hanu is a digital product team and we are really well known for being a remote design team. Um, we work with all sorts of companies, we work with startups and larger enterprises and nonprofit organizations. And basically what we do is we try to help them make whatever kind of technology they have or um, even their brand, we try to make it more relatable and accessible to any kind of audience they're trying to reach. Um, so we're because we are a digital product design team, we're basically building and designing a lot of websites and apps and other kind of digital platforms. Um, and we help them improve the user experience of these products. That's great. And how long have you been at Hano yourself? I've been there for two years now. And um, my main role at Hano is helping out with user research and usability testing. So basically talking to people about um, what we're doing for our clients and trying to find out what they really need so that we can build a, de- a better product for them. Um, and I'm also doing these online workshops lately where I either um, teach our clients how to become better at UX design so that they can do it themselves within their own design team, um, or I help other people become better at working remotely. Cool, that's great. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll come on to the remote workshops in a bit. Um, just before I do, do you work remotely yourself with Hanu? Yeah, we all work remotely, so we don't have an office at all. Um, I'm usually based in London, although I will travel sometimes and work from somewhere else. And the rest of the team is spread around Europe and Southeast Asia. And how do you find working remotely with the whole team being distributed? Yeah, it works really well. I think Hanu um, has come up with a really good structure and process and especially a team culture that allows us to work remotely this way. And uh, I've been working for them for two years, as I mentioned, but Hanno has been doing this for five years. So I think, you know, over that amount of time, they've become really good at improving the way they work remotely. So where do you see the, the future of remote work heading and, and Hanno as well? Um, yes, in general, it's safe to assume that remote work is really going to continue rising. And there's a lot of research and statistics to prove that. Um, Just one of them from 2015 that I I often bring up is um, that 68% of millennials and college graduates basically in the US say that they want to work remotely in future. So this number I'm pretty sure is going to continue to rise. And I think with Hano, we're definitely not going to revert to any different kind of model where we suddenly work in an office but I think we've realized over time that it's important for us to touch base and meet face to face so there's probably going to be a bit more of that but we're also hoping to maybe scale our network and have more collaborators on board to help us on some projects. Cool that sounds awesome. Uh, You touched earlier on your remote workshops I was wondering if you could tell me a bit more about them and the success you've had. Yeah, so I came up with this idea last year at about this time of the year. Um, Basically, a lot of people had been contacting us, asking us for advice on how to work remotely, and we tended to guide them towards our blog posts about remote work. Um, But, you know, knowing from experience that usually people learn better by doing something rather than just by reading it, I thought that providing some kind of workshop would help people to... um, 
to actually get their hands dirty and actually had that experience. So we ran three pilot workshops uh, last summer, which were fairly successful, I'd say. We had about 18 people overall um, from all kinds of backgrounds and spread all over the world from like Australia and the US and Europe. And the feedback was really good. It was it was good for us to practice with these people to you know continue improving the workshops. But since then, we've had over 120 people signing up on the waiting list to to take these workshops. I'm hoping that we can. Uh, well, we've launched it online last month uh, officially, so we're hoping that this year I'll be able to deliver these workshops consistently and and yeah, get some better feedback and get more people to work remotely and feel confident about it. So you plan to make your remote workshops a stable offering from Hano that you can host regularly? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely a new service and it's something that we're excited to do. Um, we might start out slow in the beginning just to you know, make sure that we understand how to get better and better at it. But you know, potentially we could be running a workshop every week. That would be awesome. And I guess it allows you to reach people from all over the globe at the same time as well. Uh, so, I mean, have you had a good response from around the world with your workshops? Yeah, we've had people signing up from anywhere, you know, from Southeast Asia to the US, South America. We've had one of the pilot workshops we ran actually was at a time zone that was really inconvenient for this lady in Australia, but she still joined. She stayed up till like three in the morning to join the workshop and she she had so much energy and she was so enthusiastic about it that that just gave me, that just gave me so much happiness just to, to see that, you know, somebody could attend the workshop so late, so... I think, um, yeah, people still are signing up from everywhere. And um, it would be interesting for us to actually not only get individuals joining the workshop, but an entire team from, from a company. So have you got an idea of the direction you want to take your workshops in? Uh, yeah, definitely. So I think um, at the moment, you know, we're kind of uh, mixing beginners with people who've already had experience with uh, remote work. So it, it's still interesting for both of them, even though it's a mixed workshop, because they can learn from each other. Um, but I think the the main direction I'm taking is basically um, focusing a lot in the beginning on team culture and how that is really important um, to have a successful remote team, basically because if you have a lack of trust in each other, um, that's not going to be helpful at all. So it's about um, the workshop focuses in the beginning on building the right remote team culture and then focuses on the tools and processes to do that. And I think a lot of people, when they think about remote work, they are just thinking about the tools and what I tell people in the workshops that the tools will be constantly changing. There'll always be a new tool to do something and you can just adapt and learn the new tool fairly easily. But when it comes to um, human relationships and keeping that team together through their values and their beliefs and everything, um, that's much more difficult to do when you're remote. And I also try to make people focus on the kind of individual habits and routines that they can adopt when they're working remotely. So people kind of tend to not think about their work environment and what they need in their physical space. I mean, you are remote, but you are in a physical space at the same time. So it's, you know, talking also about things like ergonomics and other things like that, um, just basic things and how to deal and uh, with distractions much better, how to manage all this like online um, communication that can become really overwhelming when you're very new to remote work. But eventually, I think we'd like to then be able to help also people who have been working remotely for years and just have to improve their process. I'm sure that there's a lot that we can learn from them and that Hano can teach them as well. 
So do you base the workshops around your own experiences that you've picked up from working in a remote team? Yeah, definitely. I think that when I joined Hano, everything was so overwhelming for me, even though they had like an onboarding process that I could follow. Um, and I think after two years of observing Hano and reading things about the remote work community and uh, writing blog posts myself, there's I feel like there's a lot that I can share. And there's a lot I take for granted as well. There's a lot of things that come naturally to me. But then when I say these things on, in the workshop, people actually really are surprised and you know they, they take these things as as little pearls of wisdom which for me have just become embedded in my everyday life so it's definitely it's definitely coming from a place where I want to share how I work and how I take advantage of this um, lifestyle and work style yeah it's very easy to take this lifestyle for granted isn't it you have to sort of try and remember the freedom that it allows but you do have to remind yourself of that constantly don't you yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's um, it's important to remind myself as well and, and to show gratitude for having this kind of lifestyle. And it's as a team, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'm I'm going to Paris next week or whatever. And it just seems so natural. And then it's it's interesting to see my friends reactions when I tell them, well, I'm just going to work for Morocco uh, in a couple of months. And and they're just, you know, super surprised I can actually do that. Um, so I it's I think doing the workshops is also a really good way to remind myself of what a special position I find myself in and not just myself, but the whole team, you know, we have to remind ourselves constantly that we're lucky. So have you had any challenges with the workshops? Yeah. I mean, it's been challenging just to put them together. Um, you know, I had this idea a year ago. It took me six months to actually set up the first pilot workshop and think one of the challenges came from me working on this mainly on my own I, of course I got, had my team support and um, you know people were helping me when they could but we also have client projects on the side and you know Hano is mainly building websites and apps um, and doing strategies for other clients so it's it was difficult to juggle uh, creating the content and doing my client um, my usual client work at the same time um, and it's been difficult specifically to come up with exercises that give people a sense um, of what it's like to work remotely. So it's fine, you know, to provide theory and, and, and guide people through different ideas and different, um, different tools, but then you actually have to make them use it. And often in these workshops, you'll have people who don't know each other at all. Actually, that's hundred percent times of the cases. It's it, people just don't know each other. So you have to get people who don't know each other online to get together, build a team do some exercises and make them get a sense of what it's like to work synchronously and what it's like to work asynchronously. And just coming up with those exercises, which might just last 20 minutes or 30 minutes is really hard because obviously that doesn't represent the reality of remote work. It's just like a little taste. Um, and I, you know, when I was on board in Hano, I had eight hours a day every day to learn that, but translating that into a workshop because your time is limited is really challenging. <laughs> yeah it does sound challenging but I'm glad you've seen success from it it'll be good to see where you can take it further uh, it's a similar thing that we do with our company retreats at surf office you kind of have to fast track a month's worth of information within a short period and it can be tough but you know we've seen success and you obviously have too now coming back more to yourself where's your absolute favorite place to work from mm. <laughs> um yeah that's a good question I'm I'm not sure I have a favorite favorite place in terms of um in terms of places like in London, I usually work from home. 
I find that just really, um, really easy. Uh, it's not because I'm lazy or anything. It's just because I find co-working spaces a bit overrated sometimes that you think you're going to go there and meet people and talk to people. And actually everybody's there just with their, with their earphones and it's, they're in their own bubbles and you don't want to tap them on the shoulder and like say, Hey, you know, want to, want to have a chat or something. So I found co-working spaces either too loud or too disturbing um, or they don't really have a sense of community that I'm looking for with rare exceptions. I, I have been to some good ones, but I find working from home quite, quite easy, convenient. I, basically have control over you know the whole the, the the whole atmosphere at home and what music I want to listen to and I can cook from home and I can can get other boring things done like do my laundry and and <laughs> do some admin stuff if I have to um, but it can get quite lonely in terms of um, in terms of places I've been to elsewhere I found Singapore a really cool city to work from um, just things like you know getting the local transport and and getting there easily without too many problems. Um, the language, I could use English everywhere and um, having really good co-working spaces, which were really comfortable and and had a good sense of community. Um, and you've ha- you have amazing food in Singapore. Um, so I think, and it had great weather. So <laughs> I think Singapore was pretty cool, um, pretty cool place to work from. Yeah, I've I've been to Singapore just for three days myself. Um, it's expensive, but it's a great a great place to work from. Um, yeah, I didn't mention that actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been I've been to maybe cheaper places as well. Um, but then, for example, I've been in Brazil. But then it's just like figuring out the transport system in Rio and um, all that was was much more complicated. But I think if you go maybe to like smaller towns, um, you know, by a resort and you have a good internet connection, I think that's super important. And uh, Singapore had all that, except the prices weren't so cool. <laughs> yeah, I just I just came back from uh, Rio. Actually, it was my last right. stop. Um, it's a great city. I really liked it, but I think the the security aspect was something that made it a little bit more stressful when you're walking around with your your MacBook. You know. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. So my final question to you for our eager listeners out there is: What's the biggest tip you could give someone that wants to get into the world of remote work? Wow. Uh, tip Big question. For, yeah. <laughs> so many tips to give. Um, I guess if I just had to give one tip would be, I guess, just to throw yourself in it. Just do it. You know, just just give it a go. Um, it's much easier than what people think it is. And any challenges that you'll face, you'll just kind of solve them as you get along. So um, I think people put themselves myself included you know I I've put myself so many barriers to doing things and and you always think oh but this is going to be difficult and that's you know that's going to be tricky how am I going to um find a place to stay and 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 whatever just like let go of things that you think are just super important for your for your life and your work and yeah I think with technology today you can just easily just get yourself sorted and give it a go Great. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, I wasn't sure if there's anything else you wanted to add. Um, no, not really, except that um, I think there's always things that you can learn from remote work. And I, I, I think um, after having done it for two years, I also see a lot of aspects about it that I didn't see in the beginning. 
So um, for anyone out there who's been doing it for a while, I think there's there's so many different ways of doing remote work. And it's not necessarily about traveling and working remotely. Um, I know so many people who work remotely just because they want to avoid commuting to the center of town and they don't necessarily like traveling. So I think that's something to keep in mind for anybody who connects remote work with traveling. That's not what it's about necessarily, but it's a great thing. It's like a plus. It's a bonus for sure. And having places like surf office as well, you know, where you can, where we can get different experiences um, is just absolutely great. Great. Thanks, Leila. It was great to have you on the show for our first ever podcast. Hopefully speak to you again sometime. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Great. And hearing more podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> great. Thanks, Leila.